Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You and Giselle? Yes. Uh, clean and close? At leisure, bitch, at leisure. Is this an April Fool's joke? <laughs> <laughs> to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine, but with me, Garrett Ferry, our Housewives Friday for the week. Um, so I did watch Potomac and I did watch Beverly Hills. Do I really want to do an in-depth uh, recap of them? No, I absolutely do not. And so I'm not going to. And so that's what's happening. But we will chat. We will chat. Let's start with Potomac, shall we? We'll start with the beginning of the week. Um, gosh, I mean, I didn't even write notes for this. I am not really feeling the spirit of motivation to go back and rewatch. So unfortunately, you're just going to have to get what you get and you don't get upset. So um, just like very quick thoughts on Potomac. It's just, you know, it, it's hard out here. It's really, really hard. Karen Huger can't do all the heavy lifting. And I do think, you know, here's the thing about Ladams. Ladams rise and we're constantly rising to the occasion, but we can't do it alone. We rely on our sisters to help us, okay? Mm, the sisters aren't sistering at this point. So basically the episode was Karen trying to get all the ladies to go to her family farm. She purchased the house. She's going to be making a bed and breakfast on the property, etc., right? And when I say she invites all the ladies, I, you know, there's a, there's an asterisk to that because it seems like there were two waves of invitations 
And Mia got caught in the second wave and she didn't like that. So she didn't show up. Robin and Giselle don't show up because, you know, Giselle doesn't want to be with Wendy and Candace. And I'm assuming Robin felt the same. So it's just becoming very difficult to deal with. Wendy and NECA are not really getting along. I know people are tired with Wendy because of it. And I just, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I, I, I just, I would like NECA to just not be here. And I'm just feeling like Giselle is running things in a way that just is making the show very tiresome and difficult. And I just like, I don't want it. And I also will say on a bright note, uh, Karen, in response to Robin saying that she's not coming, just responded, okay, Robin, but she spelled Robin wrong and spelled it with an I instead of a Y. So I did laugh at that. Ashley keeps doing this very annoying thing of trying to like force friendships and trying to be like very sweet and light and bright about it. But also like she knows she is a messy, messy little something. Okay. So she and Candace have like half a second where they're getting along and like able to keep it cute around each other. Right. So then she's like, well, um, you know, since that happened with me and Candace, I was just wondering, Wendy, um, is there any way that you can make up with NECA? And, like, she does this stuff, and she does this, like, I'm saying this in good faith voice that's very annoying. Because, again, like, she's just being so, so messy. And she does it, and she looks at you with these wide eyes. And it's like, okay, because you put she puts people in a position where if you don't want to go with it, then... You are like the asshole to her. She tries to paint you like the asshole, but it's also like, girl, this is none of your business. You getting along with Candace for, again, 2.5 seconds has nothing to do with Wendy and NECA. Also, you were the whole reason why Wendy and NECA aren't getting along to the first place. So I don't really want to hear it from you, girl. Aside from that, Mia starts dropping hints about Discord and her relationship with uh, uh, old man over there. And um, <laughs> Ashley and Giselle try to start an athleisure line. But the honestly, maybe the funniest part of it was people being like, so I'm sorry, you and Giselle are doing a clothing line? You two? And actually having to be like, no, we're doing an athleisure line. Like, okay, you guys are safe because we do both work out, even though everything we wear is horrific. So has anybody bought some GNA athleisure? No? Bueller? Okay, let's move on to Beverly Hills. So the ladies are still in Spain. We start off where we left off last week, where Crystal, she's, you know, not feeling well. The veins are popping out of her hands. She's shaking. She's, like, nervous about what the hell's going on with her body. And not only Kyle from last week acting like, oh, now Crystal's at Anne-Marie's mercy. It's just so ironic since they were fighting about her medical status or whatever the fuck and now Anne Marie's corny ass is saying the same thing like well it's just really ironic that this is all happening and then ma'am ma'am all we saw that you do did for Crystal was uh gently tickle her forearm and then when Crystal shouted out from the van her high blood pressure you were like yep Okay, that's all That's all that happened. You did offer to go in the ambulance, and production was like, no, girl, we're going to send somebody else. They didn't even feel like you were vital for that moment. So now we're supposed to act like, like she carried her in her shoulders like the bodyguard. Like, what's going on here? Like, Top Gun. Like, she carried her out of a burning building. And uh, Please, 
ma'am, the ambulancia was there, and they carted Crystal off like they needed to. Everything was fine. Crystal does have, like, a genetic... She's got a family history of high blood pressure, so they put her on medication. And so she just, like, kind of chilled for a lot of the episode, was in the hospital for a bit, and then was, like, kind of chilling in her room to calm down and all that. So shout-out to Crystal. We're here for you, girly. Um, we also meet some more of Sutton's friends from her past. Uh, Trevor, who was there for the Merce era of her life. And they have like a whole meeting with the friends and they have paella and it's like a whole vibe. We do discover mm, that Storm has a daddy. Daddy Storm. And we like to see him. He popped up out of nowhere. And I was like, well, let's let's talk about it, sir. Crystal and Garcelle are like, wait, you're Storm's father? <laughs> and this, as soon as I say that, Crystal's like, oh, okay. Well, we're going to move on to the older one. There's, there's an older option. I'm going to take that one. And honestly, Crystal, I'm with you on that one. I agree. There was a part where Garcelle brings up her issues with Dorit and how she really felt some type of way at Taco Tuesday and, like, you know, I love my girl Garcelle down. I just feel like it's not really worth it at this point. And I, I am coming in with the present-day knowledge that Dorit has made it very clear that she's happy in her little bubble. And I think what is bothering me the most is that there's clearly been no progress current day. There's clearly been... Like, I'm seeing all these conversations, and I'm getting more annoyed that more conversations have been had, and yet still... Here we are. You know what I mean? And she's looking at Garcelle and, um, you know, she and Gar she Garcelle, I think, thinks that she's having with a moment with Dorit where she's breaking through and Dorit's talking about her experience with anti-Semitism and all of that. And it's just frustrating knowing what we know now that, like, nothing really moved. Nothing really changed for her. And it's just annoying. It's just it's just annoying, you know, so. That's all I really have to say about that. Um, what else happens before we go into Miami for this week? Um, oh, Erica. <laughs> Erica shows up to that dinner. Liddy titty. And I loved it. She was having herself a great time. Trevor was having this emotional conversation with the ladies and talking to them about his relationship with Sutton and Merce and, you know, their time and... Erica just like looks at Trevor and goes, Trevor, do you know the Merce is in a Ziploc bag right now? <laughs> Merce in a purse. And, you know, like, where do you go from there? And then really, Erica was truly in her finest form because there's a lot of scintillating, highly evolved and educated conversation happening. And Erica's like, yep, I know that. I know that. I know that. I know that. Maybe I didn't go to college, but I did go to the uh, school of... Uh, wifedom, lawyer's wifedom, and sitting at tables with all these people from all these different types of backgrounds, and you just learn to ask all the questions, and they're like, it is like Jeopardy. Like, Erica should be on Celebrity Jeopardy, maybe. <laughs> Has anybody from Bravo been on Celebrity Jeopardy? Erica might have to be the first one. Honestly, everybody's like, girl, where did you, where did you come from, and how do you know all this stuff? She's like, mm, well, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> You know how when you get, maybe this is not for everybody, but for me, there's like a sweet spot when I'm drunk where I'm just like, I'm in my finest form. 
I'm speaking Spanish fluently. I'm like effortless, you know, like you would think I was Dominicana bitch. Like it, it just, things are just like, I, I can play pool. I'm knocking balls at like, you're like, where the hell did this shark come from? I, I think that's where Erica was in. She was in her finest hour, her golden hour, if you will. And, um, I can relate. I've been there. I've definitely been there. And that's really it for my thoughts on the episode. I'll probably go more in-depth on Potomac and Beverly Hills next week. Um, But before we get into Miami, I want to talk just a little bit about the Kyle and Morgan of it all. Because there's been a lot of rumors this week because Morgan scrubbed her, pardon me, Instagram. But like all but two pictures. Kyle deleted a bunch of pictures with Morgan or she untagged her or something. And there was just like, oh, my God, is there a trouble in paradise with them? And the more I thought about it, I was like, wow, I don't care. I <laughs> I just feel like there's no there there. I feel like Kyle keeps playing in our face of being like, I feel so bad that Morgan, I put Morgan in the spotlight because she hates it. She doesn't like to be, you know, talked about or whatever. She doesn't like this life. And I'm like, okay, girl, she's on the show. Like, I don't know what you want us to do. She's acting as though, or she's speaking as though, all of the attention that Morgan is getting is just like the paparazzi hunting them down in Aspen and not her actively being on the show, not them doing this, oh my gosh, are we or aren't we music video, like really being like, and being like, oh, we're doing this to clap back at the haters and the people who are talking about us. I don't know. I just feel like you can't have it both ways where you talk about how much you hate the attention, but then you're actively courting it. And I also think that this speaks to a larger conversation that I kind of want to get into, but like people in celebrities really got to step their pussy up because we're now us normies so much more media savvy, PR savvy. We can check the bullshit meter is a lot more sensitive now. And so I just feel like there are a lot of people in Hollywood who still play these games that maybe you could get away with even into like the early 2000s. But now we know too much, you know, everybody's on TikTok and they're pointing out their conspiracy theories and they've all got their boards out they're piecing things together you know everybody's gonna sniff it out at this point like and we know the signs so I just feel like stop playing in our face if you guys are fucking I don't care like at this point I don't care they could honestly scissor on Sunset Boulevard you know right in front of the old Kitson and I'd be like okay well what now you know so I just don't know. I really just don't. I don't know. And I hope they figure it out and, like, just let us know or don't. Or like, I I really don't care. All right, let's move on By to Miami. By the way, if you lost Jody, you would regret it. Because you're going to be screwed. No, I love him. And I don't know anyone else that would take your shit, no offense. All right, let's get into Miami, guys. I was feeling so much. I cried. <laughs> And I never thought that I would be able to sit here and tell you I was like genuinely having a deep emotional response to the real housewives of Miami. Like, I can't believe it. We got to talk about it in a second. So quick refresher as to where we've left off recently since I, you know, kind of fell off talking about our girls. Right. So where we left off. Kiki is a little upset with the women because they had Miami swim week. She walked a show 
they were all supposed to go to an after party that, like, we find out later she had specifically planned to host for the women. They end up getting stuck in traffic. Everybody ends up dipping out of the sprinter except for Adriana and Julia. So Kiki's really like, damn, like, y'all couldn't be there for me? Like, it was that quick for you guys? Alexia plans a cast trip to Mexico City. Gertie finds out that Larsa has been continuing to speak badly about her and like, oh, I think you're fake. She's harping on this fact that Gertie said how many months ago at this point that she feels like Larsa is the fakest one out of all of them. An actual, I feel like we could put it down as a scientific fact, you know, like I, I mean, let's look at the material, right? Um, So... She's still mad about that, even though Gertie is going through the fight of her fucking life at this point. Let the mouse go, girl. So they found out down to the blogs that Larsa was like, oh, she's like a fake friend. And her response to that at this weirdo, um, uh, (laughs) what, what sex art dinner thing that they went to that... Larsa was just saying that because you said that I was the biggest one. Okay, girl, you were pushing 50. The excuse of I said this because you said that is like, and so I only said that because you said like, okay, girl. Okay. I I really can't. So now Gertie's like, oh, it's on. It's on like Donkey Kong with, with Larsa, right? Lisa continues to be stressed out about the divorce proceedings with Lenny. She's trying to get a settlement before they have to take it to the court. But she says that Lenny has been, she tells the girls that Lenny has been promising her, like, on the low, that he's willing to build her a house for her and the kids. But he does not want to put that down on paper. He basically keeps dangling this carrot in front of her and then yanking it away. And here's my frustration with this, um these group of women like you know how i have this theory that um you know how good a group of friends are by the pictures that they post of you on instagram like there are a few people out there who are genuinely clueless and will just post whatever the fuck picture of you and you'd be like half blinking and they'll be like what it looks great and they they're really not like they, they just don't see it, right? But then a lot of people, and this is where my theory emanated from, um, like in the years of the Witches of WeHo and like before that with Kristen, Stassi, Katie, they would post these pictures where only they would look good and the rest of the two would look like fucking crazy crazies, okay? And I'd just be like, wow, y'all are really not friends because how can you let your friend, your girlfriend, be out here in these streets looking crazy on Instagram while you look so hot. Like, that is really a, a flag in our, in our women-to-women relationships, and I, I stand by that. My other part of that is that all of, most of these women have divorced wealthy men. They've been through the ringer. They've been through the back and forth with this sort of, like, the men want to get messy in the courts and we got to like, whatever, like deal with it sort of situation. I do think that the women are like kind of giving that, giving Lisa good advice and just being like, girl, let it go. Like, don't trust him. You know, I feel like they need to take it further and say, 
shut up. Like, respectfully, Lisa, you need to shut up. Also, as your castmate on a show, you really need to shut the fuck up and play the game. I think Lisa's problem with this is that she has a specific view on winning. And she's in this, like, never give up, never back down kind of mentality when really the smartest thing that she can do is act nice to Lenny. Let him think that you're cooperating. Let him think that he's getting what he wants. Be nice to him. Stop going back and forth. He is provoking you. He's clearly doing this intentionally so that you can do something weird so that he can skip on over to page six and tell them, oh, I'm, I'm a good boy and here's Lisa being crazy again and running up my uh, fresh direct bill or whatever the fuck. Play the game, girl. Play the game. Stop popping off on television. He's going to run to the courts and use this against you, girl. It's it's crazy to me that, that she doesn't see this and that nobody's really like looking her in her eye and being like, the way you are trying to win is never going to work. And I know that you want to hose that man from his thinning hair to his probably gnarled toes. I get it. But you're not playing this game right. He keeps putting you on this merry-go-round because you keep hopping on it, girl. And he's going to continue to do this until he's got enough evidence against you to be like she doesn't deserve anything and you're gonna end up getting a third of what you want which seems like what happened later so oh like why didn't larsa your homegirl be like girl millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds salads generally for most people are the easy button right for me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Shh. That's wild to me. One of our greatest power as women is convincing men that they are leading and that they're doing the right thing. And we're just like, yes, daddy, you did that. It's so like, go back and watch the scene from Barbie where Issa Rae, President Barbie, does the Godfather scene. Godfather, where she's like, oh, tell me more about Godfather. Do that. Act dumb, bitch. Act dumb. Act up, you can get... Listen to a City Girl song. Aren't you guys living in Miami? JT and Carisha are right there, girl. Let them put you onto some game. Yeah, let's get a war room with Lisa. Larsa Pippen, Saucy Santana, JT and Carisha from the City Girls, and Trina. Okay? And really put her onto some game. 
as their black sister. Anyway, um, what else happened in the... Oh, okay. It was also finally communicated, finally, that the whole Mother's Day thing with Anna being invited had nothing to do with anything nefarious on Dr. Nicole's end. It was actually Adriana behind the curtain twiddling her fingers and being like, ha, 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 you know, trying to start something up and get Anna to talk about Alexia probably having uh, financial issues with Todd. That was all her doing. So fortunately, Nicole got out of that one. It took a little, a little convincing, but she got it. So then um, what happens in this episode? Oh, the ladies all go to a church to see about a virgin named Guadalupe, right? Julie is feeling very uneasy about going to church again. She says she's not been since after her son was killed, right? She went to the church at the time to look for comfort, but she says it only made her grieve more. So she, like, really is not into it. Also, Adriana's not showing up because she wants to rest up before she goes lip syncs fire at Gay Pride the next day. The way these women dress up for literally any any occasion just, like, lights my brain up. Just, like, I'm firing at all synapses just seeing what they're wearing. But the fact that they're going to a church, like, this beautiful church in Mexico City. La Virgen de Guadalupe is just, like, you know, there. She's that girl. They're going to go pray to her. This is a big situation for Alexia because she turned to her, to Guadalupe after Frankie's accident and it's like you know this is like a really profound situation right Lisa shows up in what looks like a designer put a 3T t-shirt like a boy like three black size 3T t-shirt for a boy like Carter's and then it was had like a corset for the second half and when the girls are like Hey, Lisa, had you considered that that might be inappropriate for church? She goes, well, I brought a shawl. Ma'am, the shoulders are not the problem. It's, again, the 3T shirt with the exposed waist trainer. Okay? Larsa was wearing a blue, like uh, like a flowered embroidered corset with a black backless turtleneck tank top. Again, backless, I mean... So backless that it just looked like a big black bib. Like a big black bib. (sighs) Incredible. Incredible stuff. On the way there, Lisa starts crying in the van about how she cries in the shower at the thought of, you know, not having her kids for 50% of the time. And Marissa goes, you know, I feel like when I go to the church, I'm going to cry because, you know, we're all going through a lot. Marissa, what are you going through? (laughs) What, What? What are you going through? You don't get to see uh, Michael Jordan Jr. sometimes. What's his name? Marcus. You don't get to see Marcus sometimes because uh, he's in Orlando at his condo. It's it's getting really expensive to throw a party for Marcus every time he leaves for more than 48 hours. It's really hard for me. It's hard to come up with more ideas and themes, you know? (sighs) Help us all. Um, After that... They get to the church, right? Ugh, this is where I really started boohooing. They all sit down in front of Guadalupe. 
Gertie, obviously, she's immediately starting to cry. And she and Alexia, because Gertie was like, Alexia, I want to sit next to you while we do this, you know, kneel next to you. And Alexia is whispering in her ear, like Gertie's breaking down. Alexia is telling her, just give it all to Guadalupe, okay? She will deliver. She did it for Frankie. I'm getting emotional. And she was holding this picture of Frankie from around the time. And I'm crying for them because this is such an emotional moment. Two women who have dealt with like extreme medical issues, both with Alexia's son, with Frankie, and then like Gertie battling it currently herself, right? And then on the other hand, you have Julia, who is, like, having a completely opposite experience from everybody else. But she's still able to be there and support them and not make this, like, all about herself and, like, her pain. Like, she's honoring that this is a source of strength for people, but it's not for her in such a major way I was like wow shout out to Julia like this is really I like this is like incredibly strong of her to do that afterwards Gertie tells the ladies that Larso was standing kneeling on the other side of her like holding her and that was like this great moment that she'll never forget and Dr. Nicole asked Julia like how are you feeling because I know this was like not something you wanted to do right and I just thought again like how strong she was to like she's sitting in the van with Gertie obviously she just heard that Gertie had this like incredible experience for her and then Dr. Nicole asked well how was it for you and really all we see Julia do is just hold Gertie's hand and she doesn't really say anything And then she talks about, like, how after the death of her son, she wanted to not be here either. And really the only thing that made her hold on was she had a cocker spaniel. She was like, who's going to take care of my dog? So that's why the farm and the animals are so important to her. And it was just like, ugh, it really got me. It really got me because I just think about, like, the world today, you know? And I sit and think about all my blessings, and then I think about, like, the other side of the world where people are living in literal hell on earth. And it just, like, it it makes you hard. It makes it hard to have faith sometimes, and it makes it hard to, like, even feel good when so many people don't right now. And it just, it just breaks my heart. And it was just, like, shout out to Julia for all of her strength in that moment. Like, she could have stayed at that hotel and chilled or made an excuse or... Even she would have been completely in the right to be openly upset about that and be like, I really didn't want to do this. And it was actually very uh, triggering and upsetting for me. I think she would have been completely fine to say, do that. But still, she like was able to just let everybody else let this be a beautiful moment for them. I just like, ugh, I'm going to cry again. So we're going to move on. <laughs> so after this, the ladies go back to the hotel. They're about to go on a gondola ride for the rest of the day. Lisa gets a call from her attorney to talk about the terms of the settlement that they are like, it's like in motion at this moment. Like things could be put in paper, ink dried in like a few days. They're like down to the wire of having to go to court, right? She's telling her attorney, like, I don't feel good about this, but like, we're just going to have to wait and see how Lenny reacts, right? A couple minutes later, she gets a call from Lenny. But we see on the screen, Lenny doesn't want to be recorded. He did call to talk about the settlement, and he had uh, one little thing that he wanted to add onto that settlement. And we don't hear it, obviously, but the scene ends with Lisa leaving her room being like, I cannot believe this. 
Julie is also being a little kissing bandit. She's uh, just kissing the day away. Marisol, Kiki gets it a few times. Um, I think she kissed. Several women got kissed. Maybe Adriana as well. Great. She's being like, oh, you guys want to try my lip gloss? <laughs> I'm really not sure what to say about that other than she seemed to have a great time. And they asked her about it in a confessional. How would Martina feel? She's like, I call her right now. She probably wouldn't care. She'd be like, how was it? So <laughs> Julie is really that girl. You know, she's really that girl. Lisa tells the ladies that what Lenny's little thing was, was that he wanted to ensure that no man resided in the house that he was going to give Lisa. In a confessional, they're like, fuck off. This is basically telling me, like, I can't move on with my life. I can't move on to the next level in any of my relationships if I'm not allowed to live with somebody. So she once again falls for it. And she tells the ladies that she told Lenny, oh, well, if I can't have somebody live permanently with me, then neither can you. And he's like, oh, well, you know, well, the thing about that is I'm paying for this. So there's that, Lisa. Larsa says in a confessional that this would essentially mean that Lenny has control over Lisa for like 18 years, which are going to be the best years of her life. So she just thinks that Lisa could, should cut ties with Lenny take the settlement, and only communicate with him when it comes to the children. I could not agree more. Lisa says, I'm just going to sign it anyway. And then she starts being like, I don't feel good, guys. I don't feel good. Larissa goes, open your legs. Like, I heard that if the air hits your vagina, it helps. Open your legs, Lisa. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. So then they get on the gondola, right? It's, it's kind of more like a party boat situation. Like Alexia got to name it before they got there. So it's painted with Miami mommies on the front. And Lisa, again, is like, I don't, I don't feel good, guys. I just feel like I lost something. So she, she's using um, physical language, but there's an emotional situation happening. So Adriana asked her, is it because something went wrong with the motion with Lenny? Like, what's going on? I just feel weak. I feel weak. I feel like I failed. And then she really gets to crying when she talks about how the other day she was crying about something similar. Jody was there. She wanted Jody to comfort her. Jody don't live here no more. Okay. I can't be this emotional rock for you. I'm 
really not trying to like, you know, get your makeup all over my white t-shirt probably and all the tear stains. Like I just got this shirt from the dry cleaner. I just am not really trying to like woo 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 again over your ex bitch. You hear me, Lisa? This is getting a little tiring. Okay. Everybody, to be fair, all the ladies are being pretty supportive of Lisa in this moment, being like, we totally get it. We've been divorced before. Like, we get the emotion and the roller coaster that can come with that. And, you know, it's like an end of a dream thing. Like, they're all being really nice, right? Dr. Nicole says in a confessional, listen, like, my divorce was different. We weren't famous. There was a lot less money. Like, we ended things pretty amicably. I really am not understanding how... Lenny could have been with Lisa for all of these years and be so mean to her. So then Lisa starts to kind of like get weepy again. Larsa looks over at the river. There are some people passing by them in another gondola. And she's like, whoa, party. Hi, guys. Hi. Just like waving. So now Lisa does not have the floor anymore. Gertie is stuck having to hear this because she's at the corner, right? So then Gertie is like, I totally get it, girl. Like, I can kind of see from my perspective. She starts talking about how now that she's sick, she's completely reliant on uh, Russell, which she was not expecting to be, and how scary that is. And like, oh, this is like a real lesson in being independent. So then they get off on the water. They're moving and grooving down the river. And Lisa asks the guy, I'm just going to call him captain, right? She asks the captain, you know, can I take your place? Can I do the steering, right? He's just in the back with a stick, right? She's like, well, there's not like a like a thing or anything. It's just like, you're just really pushing that, right? <laughs> so then she looks at him. She goes, are you okay? Are you hot? You look a little rouged. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get you water. You look rouged. <laughs> How old is she? <laughs> I have not heard the term you, I, never. I've never heard the term you look rouged. The, the, like, the 1930s dropped, j- jumped out with that one. Anyway, um, so she sits back down. Everybody gets their drinks out. They're cheersing. To Lisa. To Lisa having a bigger, brighter future ahead. And Larsa goes, I'm kind of glad that you're here with us. Like, you know, not driving Co- Jody crazy because he's probably at the end of his rope, huh? And Lisa's like, yeah, well, he did tell me last week that, like, it was kind of a crazy week because we were looking for houses and he's like trying to help me because, you know, like he's just really trying to be supportive to me. And then I'm just like snapping at him again. Like this poor guy. And please don't let me say this poor guy about any guy. He really sounds like he's going through it. Poor Jody. <laughs> just like actively trying to get this woman a house. And she's snapping at him over Lenny. Wild. So then Larsa says, you know, by the way, if you love Jody, you would really regret this because you're going to be screwed. Like, I don't know anybody else that would take your shit. No offense. Like, I love you, but I don't know. <laughs> so Lisa just looking at her like, excuse me? That's a fucked up thing to say, Larsa. And Larsa's like, no, but you're like, you're like being ner- needy. And Lisa goes, well, we're all fucking needy. So Larsa goes, well, yeah, I mean, we all go through shit, but you're like a baby. And Lisa goes, well, you're like a bully. You're mean. You're being really mean, Larsa. So Adriana tries to come into Lisa's defense, but Larsa screams, why don't you save your voice for tomorrow, Adriana? Por favor, save your voice for tomorrow. So as they're going down the river, they all notice these houses along the water, right? Adriana points at them. They're, you know, they're kind of like 
rundown homes kind of patched together. And Adriana says, well, we need to all be grateful that we're not living like that. And a couple of the other women are like, yeah, you know, like, we're really happy. We're so grateful. Kiki is, like, getting a little tensed up. She says in a confessional, listen, I was, I grew up in Haiti. Like, my family grew up in these houses. My grandma has a house like that. And they're all really privileged women. But, you know, like, these people are just trying to live their day-to-day lives. And then for whatever reason, they see a couple of dogs. They're just watching, right? Lisa decides that they're hungry for whatever reason. Not one of them looked to be underweight or whatever. Didn't notice it. But she's like, oh, look, they're so hungry. That Maybe they were sending messages telepathically. Also, literally every dog is hungry. You know, 87% of dogs are hungry. They'll always eat. They'll always eat. So she starts being like, oh, should I throw some food at them? Should I do it? Should I do it? Should I do it? And it starts throwing chicken wings or whatever at these dogs Alexia, shockingly, is like, how would Lisa feel if people were passing by her house on Star Island and threw a sandwich at her dogs? Like, it's rude. It's disrespectful. So Alexia apologizes on Lisa's behalf to the guy, the captain, and he is telling them the owners of the house feed the dogs. Like, And so they're translating to Lisa, and she's like, well, it's just chicken. And you know what? I guarantee you it's way better than what they're feeding them. So now Kiki speaks up and is like, what, why are you assuming that these dogs aren't getting fed well? She's like, well, I I don't know. I just think they're they're probably getting dog food. And then Lisa starts getting up and screaming like, I was just trying to help them because I love dogs. (laughs) Kiki looks at her and is like, "Um, if you want to get up, we're going to have an issue. So Lisa stands up again and just stares at her like, try me, bitch. Larsa says in a confessional, I'm from the school of where you don't stand up in front of my face. Otherwise, I'm going to feel threatened and I might do something I don't normally do. And I'm, I'm with you when you're right, Larsa. The clocks, we're going back to, to, you know, 12 hours are wrong. But I think we're hitting 11.59 right now. We're getting close. We're getting real close. So then, Kiki tosses something at her we don't know what it is right but she throws it kind of at her waist like lisa's standing up it's just like kind of a toss right it's not throwing it she didn't bean her in the forehead or anything like that or even attempt to so then lisa starts accusing kiki you're assaulting me. you just assaulted me you threw something at me you just assaulted me and kiki's like well don't be standing up in front of me like you're talking to me like you need to sit down you need to talk to me like a woman okay lisa tells her shut the fuck up and then they just keep going back and forth. You shut the fuck up. No, you shut the fuck up. No, you shut the fuck up. Lisa keeps screaming, I was assaulted. Shut the fuck up. I was assaulted. And then we find out that what Kiki threw was a damn juice box, a half empty juice box. Alexia is saying in a confessional, I didn't even know they had juice boxes on the gondola. Where does she even get that from? Lisa starts going into triggered mode. Like, screeching no you threw something at me don't ever fucking throw something at me again and even larsa caught it we're at 12 o'clock the clock struck 12 here she caught it the same time i did was like i don't think this is about kiki i don't think it's about feeding dogs i think she's losing her mind because of this lenny divorce and then lisa keeps reaching out and then they start passing these children who are just trying to have a great day sitting by the river 
making merry. And the girls were like, Lisa, can you just be quiet for one second while we pass these children? Hi. Hi. Are you guys having a good day? Okay. Okay, great. So then Lisa's like, well, I was having a rough day. I just signed these papers to end my marriage. And now he keeps, now you guys are coming at me for feeding dogs. Fuck all of you. Fuck all of you. Gertie, you know, she her, her well, emotional well, has been very short, and rightfully so, all season. She starts crying. It's like, I can't do this. Like, I'm not doing this. She's just gotten the all clear to party and get turned for two weeks before she has to start chemo. She's like, I was trying to have, you know, like, she was like trying to have her titty slip out. You know, like she was trying to get turned up, okay? And I was ready to see it. Now Lisa's screeching. People are throwing chicken and juice boxes on a gondola. Like, get me out of here. And then Larsa, she really got her full minute. She starts checking Lisa and was like, I'm feeling like you try it more with Kiki than any of these other women, and it's not nice, and you need to stop. So Lisa's like, how dare you? You would freak out if somebody threw something at you, Larsa. And Larsa goes, I wouldn't dare try somebody unless I was prepared to have them throw something at me. <laughs> I would never do that. I would, I would welcome it. <laughs> she was right. <laughs> then Larsa tells her, you told her to shut the fuck up twice. That was too much. So... Lisa's like, well, I think everybody should shut the fuck up. And then Larsa goes into this whole speech about how, like, we just came from church, you guys. Like, if we could just try any possible way to meet in the middle, could we at least meet in the middle? Try to have a good time. That would be really great. So Lisa does finally shut the fuck up. Except for now, she's uh, got her texting fingers. just texting, texting. This was cracking me up. The entire screen from tip to toe was all her just texting. And I can't imagine. Jody was probably taking a bath, listening to like Sade. And then all of a sudden he was of his phone and he was like, God damn it. (laughs) I thought I'd at least have 12 hours, but here we are. So the text go as follows. Julia and I have chicken. We threw chicken. They look hungry. Every, everyone yelled at us. Kiki went in on me. I said, shirt the fuck up. Then I stood up as a joke. And she said, sit the fuck down. Then threw a drink, lay me. At me. A-T-T-M-E. At me. And then she spells at me correctly. (laughs) Then threw a drink, lay me. At me. At me. (laughs) And she would keep going, but they turned away from her. So then... Larissa tries to make everybody do a prayer, hold hands, but Lisa's like, no, no, I'm okay for now. So Adriana is like, well, I'll lead the prayer. Lord, have mercy on this group. We all need help. And everybody's like, ugh, Adriana, like, why did you have to say that? That was a terrible prayer. The wind starts kicking up, and then they're like, see, look what you did, this awful prayer. And now there's a hurricane coming. Then they see a mannequin, like a man, stuffed man, like full-size, life-size stuffed man hanging from a tree, like noose-style. And they're like, that's weird. And then they look over to the other side of the road, and they're like, or the river, rather. They're like, I'm sorry, why are there a bunch of dead kids over there? So everybody turns around to see there's these baby dolls, and they're hung by, like, a barbed wire. So imagine, like, a barbed wire 
laundry wire from like one tree to the other. And then there was just, I thought there were like maybe five baby dolls. There were dozens, dozens of them. And it was creepy as shit. So they're like, um, Captain, what is that? And he's like, oh, it's the island of the dolls. Years ago, there was this man. And apparently he witnessed around that area somebody drowning. I think it was a child drowning or something. And so he would have these bad dreams. He wouldn't be able to sleep. And so in his mind, he came up with the solution of putting the dolls in a tree for the spirits that were in that river so that they could play and be happy and not like haunt him in his dreams. But then he got obsessed with it. And that's why there's dozens of these dolls hanging around. And everybody was like, yeah, he like lost it. Right. So then Julia starts getting triggered again because she's like, you know, her son and all all these like babies around. And she's like, oh, this is like a lot for me. Maybe this is nothing for other people, but this is a lot for me. And then the episode ends with like them kind of crowding around her. Julia's now got her back turned to these baby dolls. So she doesn't have to look at them and they're like, no, like, it's okay. Like, calm down. Like, it's nothing. Don't worry about it. They're not real. It was, like, highly emotional. Highly emotional. So I'm very much looking forward to next week's episode. I hope you guys have a great weekend. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. Love you. Bye.